0: resection of olfactory groove meningiomas is quite satisfying and often leads to improved outcomes let's review some of the tenants for resection of such tumors this is a 31 year old female who presented with confusion and personality change and on a more evaluation was diagnosed with a classic olfactory groove meningioma with evidence of biphenal edema the location of neurovascular structures are especially important. More specifically, the anterior cerebral arteries are often encased or displaced more posteriorly. This tumor does not seem to invade the optic canal, but does reach the anterior aspect of the optic apparatus. Furthermore, it does not invade the cella tercica, and it has a very broad base attachment as expected to the area of the olfactory groove and plenum sphenoidale. This tumor was approached through a left frontotemporal craniotomy. I install a lumbar drain before patient positioning. The early drainage of CSF allows brain decompression, avoids brain herniation during dural opening and early stages of tumor devascularization. Aggressive CSF drainage should be avoided to avoid any transtentorial herniation due to mass effect of the tumor. Here's the extent of the craniotomy. The bony exposure extends to the mid line ipsilaterally. Most of the exposure is frontal. With minimal exposure of the anterior temporal lobe, obviously the Sylvian fissure is also exposed. I do not believe an orbitozygomatic craniotomy adds significantly to our ability to remove the tumor. During dura opening, approximately 30 to 40 cc of CSF is drained. The dura is incised in a curvilinear fashion Kerfell epidural
1: hemostasis is obtained. The edema associated with most of these tumors
0: often leads to significant burn herniation during
1: dural opening if lumbar drainage is not used. Upon opening of the dura, I will first attempt to
0: find the nerve vascular structures along the posterior pole of the tumor including the optic nerve and the carotid artery. The terional approach offers a number of advantages over the bifrontal corridor for a section of these tumors. More specifically, the opening is less disruptive. The nerve vascular structures are identified at the posterior pole of the tumor early on through a lateral trajectory, and the frontal sinuses are not violated. In addition, the anterior aspect of the superior sagittal sinus is now manipulated through the terional craniotomy. Upon mobilization of the dura, further CSF drainage is conducted until
1: adequate brain relaxation is achieved. Here is the next step,
0: which involves gentle elevation of the frontal lobe, identification of the optic nerve and carotid artery, so they are protected during the later stages of tumor devascularization. The bifrontal corridor places the tumor between the surgeon and the neurovascular structures and can therefore add some uncertainty to the location of these important structures Further, CSF is drained upon opening the optical carotid cisterns Here's the optic nerve, here's the carotid artery and here's the posterior pole of the tumor By opening these arachnoid bands a surgical plane between the posterior pole of the tumor and the optic nerve can be created. In addition, if the tumor has invaded the optic canal, the nerve can be decompressed early on. Here's the optic nerve, carotid artery, the base of the tumor. My first maneuver would involve dissecting the anterior limb of the sylvian fissure to allow the frontal lobe to be mobilized away from the anterior skull base. Here is the sylvian fissure. Only the sphenoidal segment of the fissure is necessary to be dissected. Most of the veins are protected as much as possible. I use a round arachnoid knife and try to avoid any injury to the opercula during the dissection. One or two of the small bridging veins may have to be sacrificed. Here's the tumor, readily available through the lateral trajectory. You can see the olfactory nerve very much encased and destroyed by the tumor. The key maneuver in this operation is Aggressive devascularization of the base of the tumor all the way to the contralateral anterior skull base. This is performed before the tumor is debulked. This early devascularization minimizes blood loss and also provides a clear operative field for microsurgery and dissection of the anterior cerebral arteries during the later stages of the operation. The ethmoidal arteries often provide most of the vascularity to these tumors, and it can be quite challenging to obtain hemostasis at the very base of the tumor. I have periodically even used the Bovi electrocautery to coagulate the feeding vessels originating through the bone and the dura and feeding the tumor the bipolar forceps may not effectively control the bleeding across the transosseous and transdural feeding vessels. Again, the tumor is like a mushroom, therefore the base of the tumor is smaller than the top of the tumor. Here you can see how early identification optic nerve protects the nerve during devascularization of the posterior base of the tumor. Early brain relaxation allows aggressive tumor devascularization without significant brain retraction or transgression. This tumor appeared to be soft after it was devascularized and following complete devascularization of the base of the tumor it
1: is being debulked all the orbital frontal or frontopolar arteries draping over the
0: superior pole of the tumor are obviously protected the olfactory nerves are frequently not salvageable but most patients that harbors such large tumors are already an osmic. Here is more of the capsule of the tumor that is being
1: further dissected from the pure surfaces of the subfrontal brain. It's the contralateral orfactory nerve.
0: The transcranial corridor is the only corridor that offers an opportunity to preserve olfaction in medial sized tumors. Unfortunately, the opportunity to preserve olfaction is not
1: available for the indonasal corridor. Again,
0: tumor is being delivered into our resection cavity, some of the strands related to the capsule, the tumor is also being dissected away. Here's the anterior falx and crystal galley. I look around the falx and try to remove the tumor that's hiding on the contralateral aspect of the falx and crystal galley. I frequently remove part of the fox here in order to be able to look around it. You can see that portion of the fox was transected, and I'm reaching across to remove tumor. Kerosene ronjures are being used to remove the part of the anterior fox and crista galli so that the tumor on the right side of the
1: folks is accessed any part of the fox that could be affected
0: by the tumor is either resected or heavily coagulated you can see part of the parenchyma of the
1: subfrontal area and portion of the tumors that had invaded the pia I'm relatively satisfied
0: with the external resection. The portion of the dura along the olfactory groove and planum sphenodale is heavily coagulated to hopefully decrease the risk of future tumor recurrence. You can see the anterior cerebral arteries were not adherent in this case
1: and were protected during tumor mobilization. base of the tumor was heavily coagulated,
0: the arachnoid layers over the optic nerve and carotid artery were protected. Following hemostasis, closure is conducted in standard fashion. Fixed retractors are avoided. You can see the relatively healthy status of the frontal lobe. Closure is conducted, against standard fashion. Post-operative MRI, in this case, demonstrated gross total removal of the mass. Thank you.